Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken. We're back at it again, talking about the nerdy things that make us who we are. This is episode, what is it, 10? Uh, was that 29? Episode 29. 29, edging close to that big 30. Now, 30 doesn't sound like big, but it sounds, it, it's it for us, since we're small, we're just starting with this. It's uh, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a big thing for us. I don't know what we're gonna do. I'm gonna try and think of doing something special. Maybe leave it for episode fifty. But uh, Ken, in lieu of us actually doing something special, I hope that you're feeling special. How are you feeling? Tell me. I'm good, man. Like feeling refreshed. Mm-hmm. The weeks are winding down. Yes, I'm feeling good. Mm-hmm. It's been a very chilled out day. Yes. Um, I realized that I take too much work home. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, I guess that's the day in the life of a teacher. But uh, I'm trying to reduce that. I'm looking to literally walk out with my middle fingers up. Just be like, yeah, try to tell me to stay past three o'clock. I'm out. Mm-hmm. No, and then I get called that. into a meeting. <laughs> um, you were swearing while children were still in the building. Uh, but no, I, I, um, I'm good, man. I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm good. That's good. Uh, that's I, good. I'm going to start cooking real soon. Yes. Because um, I haven't been cooking in, in a few months. And I've just been gorging myself on... Um, Deliveroo, yes. Just throwing away my coins when I should be saving them. Nah, baby, you gotta be cooking, baby. You gotta be yeah, cooking. Man. Otherwise, you get you know you get really chunky. I think a lot of people suffered from that uh, back in twenty twenty and a little bit of twenty nineteen. Um, you know when when everything was shut down, um, you know, and even going to shopping was difficult. You had to queue up and stuff. I think a lot of people relied on Deliveroo and Uber Eats you know some people didn't want to go to the to the shopping centers um to well if you could go to the one because I think my one in Surrey Keys was open just for the Tesco um and you know go to places like Sainsbury's but um you know that's just the way it is obviously things are opening up now the gyms are opening me to get healthy again get our mind right um, you know, get right in, in, in our bodies, you know, look good because this is the summer. Maybe some of you lot, it's a bit too late to get your summer body, but it's all good. You look beautiful. You look beautiful. You out there. I mean, there's, there's that, still a bit of time. Still like August there's still, still a bit of time, on. but at the same time, you need to have a little bit of body positivity. It's like, it's okay. If you've got four elbows and two chins, you are beautiful to yourself, to love me yourself. and to the people around you. Like, I think, um, I think sometimes we focus too much on this aesthetics. And that's that's where we can like stop loving ourselves. I think the key is uh, love yourself first, and hopefully via your good mood you can get out there, eat healthy, or work out. And the main thing I believe is that whatever your shape, if you're healthy within yourself, like you can breathe without going up a flight. Like you you don't lose breath after going up a flight of stairs. That's a positive. You can you can run around you know your area like your park and not pass out that's a positive it's not all about having 15 packs and all of the biceps you know um well it, also it's, it's not sustainable like it yeah. would be great for a photo shoot because all the people that um actually have these amazing bodies mm-hmm. they are consistently and constantly working to maintain yes. they hit their goals and it's a a constant effort mm-hmm. yeah it's nice that you can um because obviously we, we know quite a few people that um go uh, do the proper uh, like um the bodybuilding yes. and uh, um do the proper shows and everything yes, yes. and the preparation they have to do before a show is crazy yes. it's crazy they, 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 their diet is on point they have to get certain poses to make sure mm. their muscles are flexing in the right way yes mate like all of that is is not sustainable it's so, not it's not but yeah. i give it up to those guys that can do it that's not me uh, you know i think i'm in pretty decent shape i've been working now i've been eating right going to the gym playing basketball 
um you know i could always look better you can always look better but i think it's all about having the right mindset for yourself and getting out of those those negative thoughts like liberating your yourself from a sense of um self-hatred right just just free yourself liberate as well speaking of liberation ken um somebody got liberated recently you know who that is who got liberated do tell so um oh liberated from liberated from from chains and bonds from prison and that's french for prison prison. yeah that's french for prison uh we're talking about good old uh bill cosby i had no idea yeah um, we don't we don't have to dwell on this too long, but like so, Bill Cosby's come out of prison. He's been uh, yeah, he's been exonerated. Uh, I believe it's exonerated. I don't know the terminology specifically, but basically, my man got out of pen, yeah, and he can't be prosecuted again for the uh, allegations that are already out. Now, that's not to say he can't be prosecuted for new allegations. If somebody pops up and say they weren't part of the class action suit and legal. Um, court case before it's a new case he can be prosecuted for that right now ken um have you done any research about it and do you understand why he was able to get out um i i, I heard some stuff uh, mm-hmm. i've heard some people talk about it and quite frankly i don't care <laughs> and the you... reason why i don't care is because it reminds me when pablo escobar got um got uh, captured killed yes. or whatever yes um in the, I think you can, you might know the kind of uh, thought process that I'm about to go down. Mm-hmm. But you know, when, when Pablo Escobar got captured or killed or everything, everyone was high fiving themselves. We finally yeah. got him. Yeah, yeah, we got him. Yeah, man. Same with Bill Cosby. Yeah, we finally got him. He's in prison. Mm-hmm. Finally, this, 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 this. That wasn't the end of the story. No, you know what I mean, yes. For every single action, there is a there's a reaction. Right. In physics for opposite and equal reaction. Yeah. But in this case, it was like well, with Pablo Escobar. Yeah, you took him out, mm-hmm. but you know there was like ten men lining up to take his position mm-hmm. and do the madness again. Yeah, and with Bill Cosby, we didn't know the integrity of it, but it's like, all right, cool, you put him in prison. Yes, which was a pretty nice prison if you actually got to see what the prison looked like. Yes, but did you know about the ways that he was able to get into prison? Yeah, so people were trying to force him into prison, so they ended up making a mistake, which led mm-hmm. to him getting a bus case in it so now he's well, out again that's that's the interesting thing it wasn't actually a mistake so i don't know what you know but i just found out like the full details about this yesterday right so you know about the initial case right did you know that it wasn't always a legal case was you uh, aware of that no so originally this is how it happened right the original da got the case and he wanted to prosecute it as a legal case right but they didn't have enough evidence at the time so he had to pursue it as a civil so do you know the difference between a civil suit and a legal suit a criminal a criminal legal uh, criminal proceedings do you know the difference no nah, bro not at all. so the difference is it's like if you commit a crime that's legal if it's the case i have a grievance against you like oh you haven't paid rent that's a civil suit so you might not necessarily go to prison for a civil suit you'll probably end up paying a fine whereas a legal a legal case is basically you're going to prison you're probably paying for a fine as well so they didn't have enough evidence to get him banged into prison but they did have enough to take it to at least a deposition and question him right and under the deposition they gave him a deal so i don't know if you know about this they basically said to him it's like if you come clean about this because we got enough for this to proceed into quite a lengthy civil suit could cost you a lot of money if you come clean about this what we'll do you can pay your fine and basically will never ever take this to a legal proceeding, right? 
and this will be completely sealed. And my man admitted to it. This is a lot of things that a lot of people don't know. There's a lot of people going out there saying, see, he's a free man. He never did it. He admitted to it. He admitted that he actually drugged these women and raped them because he was under the impression it will never go legal. So that was done. Problem is, a few years later, the new DA's in power. And he said, nah, bro. <laughs> nah, 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 nah. We ain't playing that. I'm taking this guy downtown, bruv. I don't care what deal he made. Nah, 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 nah. Watch that. Watch that. So he actually unsealed the documents, then took, oh, it, took it to a legal proceedings. Uh, by that point, obviously, he got banged up. They found that loophole. So all of this is basically the reason why he got out is that, one, he gamed the system, legally game system, because he got the deal, and he won. Then somebody tried to game it against him, but did it illegally. They won, yeah. got caught out. But because they didn't do it legally, my man bust case. So it's just a matter of like, I don't, what the bigger issue is, because again, like you can, for me and you, we have no horse in this race, right? It doesn't no, really matter to us. But what I think is quite interesting, is quite interesting to, to, to note and think about is, is this discouraging for women in the future? To basically say like, oh, they don't have enough evidence to go legal. I have to go civil. Then they run into the issues like, see, bitch over there is just doing it for the money, right? She probably didn't want to do it for the money, because she, but she probably wanted to do it for the, uh, legal, get the guy in prison, has no, not enough evidence. It has to go to a civil suit. And a person can admit it. It can be sealed. And he pays them off whatever you know, he needs to pay off. And he goes scot-free. I think this creates, a, I think it creates two issues, right? It creates a, 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 a precedent a, a, a problematic precedent in the sense that a guy can basically admit something under a civil suit of a diff, um, under deposition and not go to prison for it, pay his fine if he can afford the fine. But at, also, at the same time, it creates a precedent of corruption. The DA literally cheated. He cheated. That's what messed up this whole thing. He cheated. Yeah. And I, I don't know which one's worse. Like, it's bad, well, what, it's bad what Bill Cosby did, like those crimes he committed against those women. But if basically to win, you have to cheat like that, because my man, like Bill Cosby, whether you like him or hate him, my man played the game and he played it well and he bust well, case. His lawyer played the game. Um, yeah. <laughs> but no, no, I, I agree with you. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's, it's quite scary because, as always, there's a reason why they cover Lady, uh, Lady Liberty's eyes. Like, mm -hmm. You have to leave your eyes out of it, leave it down to the law, trust the law. Mm -hmm. But also, like, don't put your emotions so much into it because because he wanted to really get at this guy he ended up losing the fight he ended up being the the cause of his release mm -hmm. so and but i hear what you're saying as well like okay if if it always comes down to that then yeah. how could women ever feel safe or feel justified or or or, or, or feel like justice will yes. be prevailed yes which got me thinking maybe i'm going to look into it later on like mm -hmm. what are the what is the actual law is there prison time for um for rape yes in, in, and, and is it for different states is it for different parts of the world different yes. countries you get your arm chopped off uh, like what yeah. is it like is it in certain parts of the world you know you can get bagged for 20 years for an ounce of weed but you know we have to pay a fine if you rape a woman yes. like you know what i mean like yes. it, it, it's crazy to think that you know obviously you can't uh, equate things to each other mm -hmm. but you know i, I would have thought there was a hierarchy <laughs> yeah you know what i mean you uh, you think there'll be a hierarchy and and hearing all of this i'm like wow like i genuinely didn't believe it when i saw it because i'm like wait a minute 
that which kind of makes me want to learn law a bit more or even look into law a bit more because mm. like it seems like this 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 is not a new thing like people be getting out of, of prison for for with really good lawyers doing yeah. a similar thing yeah so it's kind of like it almost feels like okay what is the equivalence like how, how do you how is this justified mm-hmm. you know it's even in the word how, where's the justice so how do you get people's trauma like how do you make someone pay for it mm-hmm. yeah man it, it, it's a it's a messed up situation it does get me thinking about like because bill Cosby ain't the only one in our recent history that has been well not necessarily imprisoned like himself well actually there's r kelly but you know um i don't think he's getting high anytime soon but you know it, it, bill Cosby ain't the only one from tv that has got into hot water yes um for something foolish or silly or something that they said or did. For example, we have Louis C- Louis C.K. Yes, um, who was a very influential comedian, mm-hmm. um, arguably one of the best to do it when he was active. Um, he was in a lot of film. Well, he was in a lot of TV shows. He wrote a lot of things. He he did a lot of stand up comedy shows, and you know now you can't say his name without you know like making that weird face and sound like ooh ah yeah Louis ah oh, man it's crazy mm-hmm. Louis what he did. Like, same thing with um, the someone else I was thinking of, Roseanne. Do you remember what happened to Roseanne? Well, Roseanne was going wild on Twitter saying all kinds of racist madness and she got cancelled for it. But I think I think that's not... With those two examples, it's not really necessarily equivalent. Like, for example... No, not at all. Yeah. They're not equivalent at all. But yeah. it, like I And said, I don't think there was like any people, legal proceedings when it came to those two people. That's no, just no, no. caught a public opinion. It, it, but that's, that's what I'm trying to get at. Like, mm. so w- w- with these three people... They were on TV yes. and they got into hot water and it affected them in a negative way, mm-hmm. in some formal way. Obviously, Bill Cl- uh, uh, Cosby, he got all the way to um, prison yes. for, you know, a very short period of time. But the other two, they were, just like I said, the court of public opinion. They mm-hmm. were just like ridiculed. Roseanne's show got cancelled, the reboot, before it even properly aired. Louis C.K., like, people don't even mess with it no more. You got um, Kevin Spacey another influential actor in his time or his heyday like even when you search up house of cards his face don't come up <laughs> um his wife from the show comes up um it, it's wild man like you, you get stripped not necessarily legally but you know for the thing that somewhat matters to you which is yeah. your which is your profession yeah uh which is scary right yeah, and then well, even people getting secondhand, secondhand hate from some of uh, all of this mm-hmm. because you know uh, Bill Cosby's wife in the actual show. I don't yeah. know if you heard about this. Like people were calling for her resignation. I think she's a dean of a university or something. Yeah, but she's she's got a well, really top job. Well, and her her, fi- her stupidness is different, right? Because what she her did, this is different. I got what she did, but it, it was different in it. She inserted herself in a situation that I think she's not fully aware of, but it's kind of like, uh, uh, it's kind of split, right? Because if your friends, if your friend is getting done for something like, and a uh, uh, thing he went through this, uh, uh, is it Sher- Cheryl Osborne? Uh, she yeah. went through the similar thing was like, you know, oh, she, yeah, yeah. you back up a friend because they're your friend, uh, but you do it on a public platform. And you know, when everybody hates them, guess what? You're going to get some of that blowback hate. But Felicia Rashad, who played his wife in the Cosby show, she, oh, you know, man. she, she, I'm paraphrasing what she said, but it's like, finally a great justice has served, blah, blah, blah. Um, then obviously one of her friends hits her up. It's like, what are you doing, queen? Like, we all knew what he was doing. I personally know five women 
that still ha was even part of that case that still haven't actually spoken up we all knew what he was doing why are you doing this and i think to myself if this is all true again you have to remember he wasn't found not guilty so his he is he admitted to perpetrating those crimes it's just that in the eyes of the law he was the, he was a the, it was acquitted it was shut down like you know so let's not get into the weeds uh with bill cosby because i think we talked about but let's talk about other examples more recent examples uh where i, I want to pick out three people in particular right uh we got james franco who um apparently wow. has been abusing power for a very long time he has been um sexually harassing women also he's i don't know if you knew about his his teaching school where he actually had women in very compromising positions in in the uh the spirit of art and and uh thespianism and acting which is which is which is slimy within itself he had to pay 2.2 million uh do you know about what happened with uh drake from drake and josh do you remember drake and josh by the way yeah, yeah, I remember Drake and Josh. And I know that's that's a little bit like past our generation, but it was still on enough on TV for us to be aware of it. It was like the white Keenan and Kel, if if you want to go down that way. Yeah, um, I remember. And do you remember Kyle Massey, who played uh, Raven Simone's little brother in uh, in That's So Raven? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He went off deep end a little bit, man. He he um, he, he went crazy. He went. They both did. Yeah. They both did. So both of well, these. He the little brother went crazy, and mm. then the black best friend from That's So Raven. Mm. He went a bit nuts as well. Well, that's a different kind of crazy. That's cocaine crazy. Yeah. Kyle Massey yeah, yeah. went pedophile crazy. <laughs> um. So yeah. you know that's not. Oh man. That's all about Sorry. Drake. Just, yeah, just, just, just to add one more example. Yeah. Uh, no Clark. Oh no, Clark, man! Ooh, Clarky boy, Clarky boy. We, you was a, you was the king, bro. You was the, you was the, the, the hope Yo, for us. When like, that dropped about no Clark, the UK was like, oh, kiss my tick. Oh, yeah, no, not yeah. you. <laughs> but he apparently he did the same Pain. thing as well, similar thing to, uh, James Franco. I think yeah, did, what did. they ended up doing is bought like a new version of the casting couch. You know what the casting couch was back in the days where it's like a producer will get an actress in uh, onto the I casting couch and say, well, if you really want to get this role, you're going to have to do a little extra. I say, what do you mean extra? What do you need me to do? <laughs> Tony, big, what's his voice? <laughs> big producer daddy. Like, producer and he said like, daddy. well, you're going you're gonna to have to show me your dedication. You have to, you have to give it a South London accent because we're talking about no clock here. Okay, it's like, oh, like, so what you want me to do in it? Like, what is this about? Like, I just try, oh I want just, God. I just want to act in it. Like, am I, Why am, are we here? am I not, am I good, am I not, not good enough, Mr. Mr. Clark? It's like, yeah, but you know what? Like, I'm no Clark in it. Like, I'm, I'm a big man still. So what you're going to have to do is like play with my little big man, if you know what I mean. I think that's kind of, that's, I shouldn't be yeah. putting slander on this guy's name, but for all we know, that's how it went down. But it's I mean, like, I, I, I don't know, man. We don't know. Like, we don't know. But it's allegations at the, at the same time. I, I, I hope that is not true. Um, but that's, well, that's between him and his victims yeah. and the law to find out. Do you remember that term that everyone used to say back in the day? You know, like sleep your way to the top. Yeah, 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 right. and it's it's one of those that ones. That is now a problem thing to say. You but, can't say that. But you know what the crazy thing is? If you really think yeah. about it, it wasn't sleep your way to the top. It was get raped your way to the top. Like these women, yeah, like it's not lying. Yeah, the truth is, talk I to think him, Tony. Talk a to lot him. of these women, and um, I can't speak for all of them, but a lot of these women probably didn't want to do this. They they probably felt pressure to like you're you're talking about a young girl, eighteen years old, coming from I don't know. Um, Ohio, somewhere in Ohio, yeah, like or some bumfuck town 
in Alabama. Um, that doesn't, that's, that's, you know, very, very naive. They're probably smart, beautiful girls, but very naive, wide-eyed, going out to the big city, California, Hollywood, glitz and glamour. They're struggling to pay rent in their small place. They've taken odd jobs, waitresses. They get spotted, told, oh my God, you look amazing. You look like you're ready for, for TV. I'm going to take you places, girl. Just come down to my office, wear something nice. We're going to, you know, I'm going to give you some scripts. And we're going to go there. They come over. There's no scripts. The office looks like a boudoir. And that's French for sex, uh, sex dungeon. And they're told to strip down if they want the role. And say like, well, that's not good enough. It's like, you're going to have to do even more. It's constant pressure. I'm not going to get too deep into it. But the trauma these women go to, then they've been told afterwards that they slept their way to the top. It's like, I didn't want to sleep with these guys. But they told me if I didn't, I wouldn't be able to work in this industry again. Whether that's true or not, you're telling an impressionable young woman that they're going to be fearful. And peer pressure, we talk about peer pressures in school, and you don't think that's going to be happening in real life. Like, you talk about just office life. Sometimes you do things here for your, your boss, where it's probably his responsibility, that extra spreadsheet that's going to take you the rest of the week, and he wants it in two days. And say, so, well, if you don't do it, well, might have to look somewhere else for that promotion. And you do it because you want that promotion. And guess what? You get it done within a day. And it's immaculate. You seal that contract. Guess what? The promotion goes to the other guy. Or if you're a woman, it goes to a white man. The industry's messed up, man. <laughs> the industry's messed up in so many places. But let's get away from this darkness, Ken. Let's get away well, from let's this. Let's go to a different part of the industry. The part that we enjoy, Tony. The part that we, we enjoy, talk about right? the things that make us who we are the nerdy things example, that make us who we are and oh man and hopefully there was no shenanigans in the production of this next movie uh this 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 film property we're going to talk about what can tell us what are we talking about this week oh man we're talking about that new new that brand new new that new high concept action sci-fi literally it takes so many boxes mm -hmm. even tick boxes that weren't even themes it was yes. like okay you got this character in it cool I am sold. Yes. <laughs> um, I remember watching the trailer for this film. This film is called The Tomorrow War, uh, fe featuring uh, Chris Pratt. And, uh, oh man, so many characters that, you know, we, and what I meant about the character that I was sold was J.K. Simmons. Mm -hmm. Literally put J.K. Simmons that has been, you know, hitting, you know, Jim ever since Batman <laughs> versus and, Superman. <laughs> he hit Jim for Batman and you see more of his body in this film. I feel bad Dude. for him. It's like it's, I feel like he he was saving all that muscle for this film because this bro. guy is Jack. He's Jack, and Yo. you know what? At first, you think to yourself, "My man is Grandpa Jack." Then he gets closer to the screen, and like, now he's just jacked. He's just yeah. He's just Jack. Nah. It's like whether you're a grandfather, your dad, or whether you know you ain't even got kids yet. You're a new bar little thing. Don't get in the ring with J.K. Singer. He's gonna mess you up. He's gonna take some the drumsticks that he got from from uh, that movie Whiplash, and he's gonna mess you up with those sticks. He's gonna get you in a headlock, and he's gonna break you. But this film yeah. is not called the J.K. Uh, J.K. Simmons movie. This Might is called well the Tomorrow <laughs> War. He did kind of steal the show. He's like he, he did. So uh, Ken, I'm gonna go for a brief uh, synopsis. Uh, I'm gonna freestyle it. So the movie is set in 2022. Funny enough, I actually saw an interview with uh, Chris Pratt where he actually even got that wrong. He said it was in tw set in 2021. It's not set in 2022 for whatever reason. I think they just didn't want to deal with the whole pandemic of it all. Just in um, case it gets pushed back again. Right. So set in 2022, um, for the most part, it's modern day, no sci-fi nonsense. Uh, Chris Pratt plays a 
teacher who's also ex-military. He's done, I think, two or three tours. He's done his time in the military and he's looking to expand his horizons, right? He's a teacher that's been mostly grinding it out in high schools, but he's intelligent, he's smart, and he's got proposals and he wants to push those proposals to his old military bosses. Now, when it comes down to it, it doesn't really go his way. And they say, no, we, we went somewhere else with it. He's completely gutted. He had his whole life pins on it. It's his birthday as well, and they're watching the Super Bowl game. Boom! In the middle of the Super uh, Super Bowl game, the, no, it wasn't Super nah, Bowl. It was what, what soccer. It was football. Fo- soccer. Shut, shut up, bro. Hey, those, <laughs> hey, I got, I got a talk, panda. Talk about soccer, dude. I got a panda to American audience. Hand, hand, hand in your South South East London card, bro. Uh, what are you talking uh, about soccer? Uh, cool. Like from now on, I'm gonna talk an American accent. Anyway, um, but they were playing <laughs> football. <laughs> do you know? Do you know? Do you know? What I love them in films. I, I'm, obviously, I'm going on a tangent, but you know, in films, when like clearly that person hasn't got an, an uh, english accent and they put on the yeah. worst english accent it's like oh so today we are talking about yeah. football <laughs> with the mates and they're proper like proper going into every enunciation but anyway back to the movie a massive yeah. portal opens up on the football pitch and uh, these people come out i don't know how but they're already connected to the PA system from when they reach. They're coming from the part of the future into the past, but they're already somehow connected to the PA system. Science, Tony, science. Science. And, you know, bear in mind is this, right? They make a declaration right there that they're from the future and there's this massive war against this alien race that they're fighting and we're losing best- desperately. We'll come here. We're here to recruit you in the world to come to the future and fight for us. Now, the thing that doesn't really make a lot of sense to me is that this news somehow gets worldwide and bearing in mind like what percentage of the world probably watches soccer right even in america i would argue it's probably like 10 percent of america so all of the news was like heavily lifted off of this football match i think so if that was real life i feel like only 25 percent to maybe 30 percent of the world would have got this message the rest of us the rest of us would be like like what's going on i'm hearing um, yeah. rumors about people getting sent to the future oh, it's all fake news don't worry about it do, do, do you know what? I, I think that would be true in the initial few days. Yes. But actually, no, no, in the, in, in the initial few hours. Yes. But after that, it will get whole world news support. And, but yeah, yeah, I agree. It would, that moment it would time, be, but it's still enough people wouldn't believe it because guess what, Ken? We had a pandemic and for almost five months, people didn't believe it was real. People were blaming it on 5G. Imagine somebody comes from the future, tells you, I'm coming the future. We're fighting aliens. We got sci-fi nonsense and we're going to take you and force you into fighting our war for us. He'd be like, what is this? What is it? Is this an Avengers movie that I didn't know about? This is nonsense. Change the channel. I mean, I would have loved to have seen that aspect of people's reaction to it. It would have been. That is very, very, very real. Yes. And what you, you, you do get some of the protest and the writing a yes. little bit in the film. But that's after but like millions as, of people die from the recruitment. Yeah, yeah, of course, of course. But, you know, that, that part that we're talking about, mm-hmm. I don't think, I, I wish they had more time to tell it. If this was like a, a small series yes. of, of, of short stories, that, that, that would have been great to see people's yes. reactions because I think that is so real. Yes. And I think this pandemic has taught us because like, we, we've had a lot of, uh, not quite um, world-breaking, mm-hmm. we've had quite a lot of apocalyptic type TV shows and films yes. where they show like, oh yeah, there's everyone banded together to do this, nah, nah, nah. aliens were attacking, nah, nah. Mm-hmm. but in reality, we will war each other and talk ourselves to death yeah. before we uh, really get anything done. Like, yeah. really see what's happening with our government and everything. It's kind of like, yo, people, yeah. it, it's, it's, it, it would be messy, innit? Yeah. Be messy. So that's the base. They, they kind of sped past, like, the whole part, uh, section where people absolutely 
hated this and people's genuine opinions mm. because they don't have time in the film because it's a lengthy film Tom it's a very very long film yeah like it's a very long film um there's a lot to set up in it but that's a, the basic uh premise of the film he they do a draft where um i don't know if you're aware of what, what a draft is people out there but essentially it's something that didn't really uh, that stopped happening um around the 60s and 70s with the advent of the korean war where basically the military would come in and say because you're part of this country we're going to pick out a random people to join the army so pretty much the men in in the vietnam war and you're going to without you don't have a choice about it you get called up you need to serve your country um and that's what happens here uh and this is you know if you're of fighting age it doesn't matter if you're old man or, or old woman or young man or young woman if you're of age you get recruited you go to war your your term is only your sorry your tour is only seven days but apparently like when you when they break it down is like people like only 30 percent of people make it back right so imagine you send them back let's say i think they get down to a population of basically a third of the people maybe three billion left so that's almost five billion people dead from this from this recruitment right uh they along the film you, he he gets zapped into the past he's fighting the war he meets some people that one guy in the, uh, in, uh, in particular who uh he's he's done multiple tours this guy is crazy right and they discover one point this is probably the only spoiler thing i'm going to mention in this film because i think this movie is worth watching it's not perfect but i think it's worth watching uh one of the characters in it he's done he's gone back three times and the reason why is that and chris pratt's uh, character dan forrester discovers this that he notices that People that are get sent back is of a very specific age. It looks like everybody post the age of 35, 40, right? And he also theorizes because they also tell him that, um, yeah, you pretty much got picked because in X amount of time, you're going to die anyway. So it's basically everybody that dies before the war even kicks off. But you notice that all of the soldiers that are actually uh, sent back from the future are all too young to have been born in the present time that they're taken from. So it's very, very interesting that that kind of, they don't really do anything with it. Uh, but again, that's the basic premise. Tell me how you feel about the film. You break it down to me. You give me your analysis of this work of, of quote unquote art. Yeah, this, this film was, um, you know, it, it was right up my alley in terms of like uh, the concept. I, I love time traveling films. I, I love uh, timey wimey stuff. Mm -hmm. and I love how they justify how the timey wimey stuff. So Tony, looking at this film, yes, the uh, way that time worked or time traveling worked was different from other films. You know, you got the uh, crazy high fantasy of Back to the Future of just like yeah, yes, getting a DeLorean, hit a certain speed limit, and then boom, you're Back to the Future. Yes. Um, with this one, we have, I'm not going to get into too much the actual names of it, mm -hmm. but they have two devices, one that they set up in the future, one they set up in the past. Yes. And they have the exact same time between them, which was approximately 30 years. Yes. So what happens is they can't go back and they made it very, very clear. They can't just keep jumping back to a specific amount of time. Yes. Because they don't have that device at that time. Mm -hmm. It's literally a tether between the two times. So time constantly moves 
forward. Yes. Um, and I thought that was a nice way of saying that, all right, cool, we can't do the Terminator thing. It's like, all right, let's go back and shoot the baby in the face. Yeah. You know. Kill the baby. Because that would have solved... It's right the there. Pr- pr- Kill the alien right? baby. Do it now. That would have solved the problems. But obviously, they, they can't do that. So they tried to introduce as many stakes and as many hang- handicaps mm-hmm. and write around those handicaps, which I think is a really nice uh, writing tool. Yes. Which they did. So like, all right, cool. This is our only limit. Uh, the, the minute they introduced it and then I saw where it was, which was in the middle of the water or middle of the ocean, I was like, mm-hmm. all right, cool. This is going to get ransacked. Something, something's going to happen to this and then it's going to be very uh, nail-biting and something crazy is going to happen. Yes. Um, but yeah, no, I I, I love the timey-wimey stuff, uh, even how they adapt and try and change things over. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the actual creatures. Yes. My Lord. Just like... it. The, I want to see the lore, but like if they make a sequel or mm-hmm. a prequel, kind of like they're doing with the um, zombie uh, Army of the Dead. Yes. Is it Army of the Dead with Dave Batista? Yes. Are they making a a, 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 a prequel and potential sequel? Yes. Or which they're going to spin off. Which whatever. I swear to God, if they don't call it prequel of the dead, that's a missed opportunity. Uh, that would have been good. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so I want to see a prequel of this film because yes. it gave me hints of Prometheus well, a little bit. Technically... Where, like, Technically, would it be a prequel or would it be a sequel? Because it has to be set in the future, right? Ah, uh, behave, behave. <laughs> right? Right, right, right. I see what you did there. I see what you did there. <laughs> because the timey wimey stuff is technically done. Yeah. Unless they figure it out to do it again or they figure out the technology that they brought back from the... Well, technically, they do have the technology because they brought it from the future to the past. But they never... Like, which means that technology for time travel is currently being developed in the year of 2020. They would have to, right? A year later. They would have exactly. to. Exactly. Because you don't just build that in 30 years. No. Like, oh, yeah, we just figured out time travel. No. So they must have had that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if it's linked to the, spoiler alert, uh, linked to the spaceship that yeah. they find yes. uh, in Russia trapped in the ice. Yes. The reason why I want to see a prequel to this film is because I want to know what the hell those aliens were coming to do? Yes. They, they kind of alluded to it to say like, oh, they were going to bring these alien creatures or beasts yes. to more or less cleanse the earth yes. and maybe even repopulate it. Basically, um, they, they, like whoever ran the spaceship is Freezer mm-hmm. <laughs> from mm-hmm. Dragon Ball Z. Yes. <laughs> Filthy monkeys. I'm just going to scrap the world of everyone and yes. just take it over. And now it's mine. Yes. So I, that, that's what I felt like was going to happen with this. Yeah. I really want to know what was going to happen. Yeah. And is the technology of uh, time travel linked to the aliens? Mm-hmm. Probably not because... Um, why would they? Why would they send a big spaceship uh, with all these alien creatures to cleanse when they mm. could have used time travel just to decimate us all? But, well, um, maybe they didn't have te- time travel. The, the question is, we need to find out if they do another one. Is how did humanity figure out time travel? Exactly. Yeah. How did humanity figure out time travel? Yeah. Yeah, man. Like I, I loved everything about this. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it did get a bit. Uh, uh, it did that thing like old school films did, and I think it was very, very reminiscent, reminiscent of like Jurassic Park. Yes, and some old uh, thrillers where like it got really, really tense. Mm-hmm. Then you had that okay, oh, I'm calm now. Yes, All right, and then it gets really, really high octane again. It's like oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, stress, 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 stress. Yes, and then calm. Yes, especially when it came to the end where he, because um, I thought it was done after a while. Yes, because uh, in the film, spoiler alert, like. Um, he got back to the um, present and yes. obviously he's dealing with, I literally watched my daughter fall to her death yes. and, you know, oh my gosh, what's wrong? Like, and then I thought, okay, they'll just do a montage because they always do this with a voiceover mm-hmm. in, in, in films. So like, and then he went to scientists and then they mass produced 
these things. Yes. And then 20 years later or 30 years later when they emerged from the sky or the ground, we were ready for them. Yes. And then we took them all out and then we saved the world. Like I thought they were going to do a voiceover, but no, they're like, all right, cool. Life doesn't work like that. Mm -hmm. The world is messed up. <laughs> the government ain't going to listen. Yes. So let's go do this thing ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, I have one small nitpick. Um, I have one small nitpick or one small nitpick that came to my mind. They um, obviously needed the uh, uh, the solution to mm -hmm. kill off the queen, uh, the queen, and obviously uh, different of the um, uh, the beasts. Yes. If they just chucked in C four into the alien ship like they originate uh, that they did eventually, yes. <laughs> then, then what was the whole point of the of the serum? <laughs> I mean, uh, I, mean, you know I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's the case that they they did one. They didn't know. So just to enlighten people, at some point in the in the story. You find out that they're trying to uh, collect the aliens' queen, or one of it could be main, many queens, but they assume that there's only one queen uh, because they've got a serum to kill the aliens. But for some reason, the uh, the queen always survives, so they want to capture the queen and try to cultivate another series that's powerful enough to to kill the queen. Uh, that way, they can just carpet bomb an area and just wipe them out wholesale without the queen producing new ones, right? Um. So to your point, Ken, what was the what was the question you was asking me? Why didn't you just see for the spaceship? <laughs> like see, they just didn't. I anything. think it's just because they generally didn't know. I think their plan was to go yeah, in they did, and they didn't know. and just kill as many as possible with the serum. Um, and plus, you know, when with the with the ship, so they discovered that um, in the. I think that's too much spoiler, and I don't really want to spoil because this movie. If you, I, I still think people are gonna watch it. But uh, carry on, Ken. Do you have any more points to add about your analysis to this film? Uh, yeah, the whole point I want to go back to mm -hmm. was like it reminded me of Jurassic Park. Yes, just that fear factor. Like even when they were running away from the creatures. Yes. Um, they're just like it's this is tense because mm -hmm. th these creatures, like, and this ain't a spoiler. These creatures are the you. If you it was like Agent Smith mm -hmm. in the Matrix. Mm -hmm. If you encounter a Smith, just run. Yes, <laughs> just run and hope that he doesn't catch up to you. Yes, he has infinite sprint. Right, and these these, these alien creatures, like nah, man. Yes, like, and the, it's not even that they're just fast and vicious and cruel. Mm -hmm. They they're literally the size of of like three tigers mm -hmm. put together, and they have like these weird tentacle whip things that shoot out bone darts yes to, to to impale on people yes at like rapid succession and then they have this armor that they cover their face and their vital parts with so they're literally built to survive yes they, they like they felt genetically mutated mm -hmm. and that's why i talked about jurassic park because that's exactly what they did in jurassic park where yeah. they made a a, 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 a genetic a uh, uh, hybrid yes. of, of two dinosaurs to make a, a more clever a much more vicious animal yes and that's what this felt like. I'm like, this is tense. Just run. <laughs> like, don't the problem I don't spill blood. The problem yeah. I have is how they fridged. So these these monsters you discover, again, it's a major spoiler. So spoiler alert. You discover that these uh, these monsters that are killing people, these alien monsters, uh, they've been there for actually millions of years, right? It's just that they were stuck in the ship that's been covered by ice for millions of years. And all this time, humanity thought that they crash landed there, but nobody knows where they landed from. The truth is, is that they actually came, emerged from the ground. They just had to wait, you know, 30 years in the future when the ice melted enough in Russia for them to emerge. But the thing that bothered me, right, is that these aliens that created these monsters, because these monsters were genetically engineered to wipe out the indigenous life of a planet, um, 
these aliens that you see, they were fridged, which I hate. I hated that they fridged the, the aliens that created them, right? We just meet them and they're sequel, already dead. Sequel, prequel, bro. Sequel, sequel prequel. Sequel, prequel. Sequel, prequel, bait. Um, but the problem is, is that you fridged them and it's like, these, they, they, they were smart enough to create interstellar ch- uh, travel, smart enough to create a doomsday monster, but not smart enough to land a ship on the ground. I mean, you got to explain that in the sequel, prequel. You have to explain yeah. that. And maybe it's like, it's, you, you can't because they were there for millions of years. So it's like, it's just going to be held in a flashback anyway. But then you have to explain who, who is having this flashback. I don't know. But um, any more on your analysis, Ken, or are you done? Um, no, I'm, I don't want to give too much uh, away mm. or more than I've already given away for, from this film. Yes. I, uh, all I know about this film is I, I, I love high concept sci-fi. Yes. Especially when they bring uh, sci-fi to our time mm-hmm. and try and like introduce that small little element and establish rules and try and play with it. There's one rule that we found out in this film is that uh, they can smell blood, mm-hmm. um, which is, yeah, it reminded me of Jurassic Park so much. Right, but, right. <laughs> um, and, and, and that wasn't, they introduced it, but didn't really play with it, only in one other place. Yes. Um, which was, you know, it's okay. I, I'm, I'm not going to criticize it for only using it once, like mm. a James Bond gun. But no, James Bond, you can only use this thing at this one particular time that you have no idea in the future. Yes. And then here's the gadget for it. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm not even too mad at it. Yeah. Uh, I'm not mad at it at all. Uh, but no, I, I think uh, I enjoyed it. I'll definitely watch it again. Yes. Um, oh, they did the Christopher Nolan thing. Well, Christopher Nolan does it a lot in his films because mm-hmm. um, it reminded me of Interstellar. Mm-hmm. So the bond between the father and a daughter and, uh, and the lack of a bond between a father and a, and son. a child. Yeah. Uh, because like uh, throughout this film, that, that was one of the main themes um, where the person that you wanted to be there for you or your hero, which is your dad, yes. disappoints you. And, you know, you, th- that is shown in the uh, relationship with uh dan uh forrester and james forrester yes jk simmons and how jk simmons character was a bad father Mm -hmm. because he was dealing with things mentally he he uh was in the vietnam war he was at nam and so he came back and he was messed up and you know his excuse was an excuse but at the same time it was um it, it doesn't help you know, a young, growing young boy who needs a dad. Mm-hmm. And his excuse was basically like, I would have been worse if I stayed. Yeah. I, I was not in the right right place. And then that kind of mirrored what happens later on in the film. Yes. But, um, it, and I'm not it, trying to get too is, much into the big... It, it, it's, spo- it's mirrored, spoiler, but they yeah. don't really mirror it. It's like, they say no, something they don't. and it's like, it's just that, well, I'm, I, you're going to become this in a few years time. Oh, well, I'm not going to become this. Oh, so you're not going to become this. So it's like... I'm not, it, it was a very light theme. It was a light It wasn't even a... Th- because in other themes, they do it so well where they actually show, oh, oh my gosh, he's now become the thing that he hated. I, you know I, I don't... I don't and you see it from... Um, I don't count it if you don't follow through with it. If you just magically say, oh, well, I'm not going to do it. Oh, I guess you didn't do it. It's like, then why mention it? it exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Well, they, they, they tried to make a connection, but because... They, 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 they didn't even show mm. it for both, to be honest. Yeah. Because even with J.K. Simmons' character, it would have been nice if we saw the ramifications of his bad fatherhood yeah. in the past and how it affected his present. Yeah. And the same thing about with, well, what we're trying to talk about, about where it should, could have been mirrored. Also seeing that 
and that would have been so powerful mm. but you know like there's this is a very high concept sci-fi film and you know people are paying for the shoot, yeah. shoot explosions aliens so they left no time in this film to actually explore what that because i think that should have been the main theme of this uh of this film yeah um just how like in interstellar it was about love and the relationship between his uh, father and the daughter and how love transcends time and space beautiful yeah in this um, film they had an opportunity to do that they did not take the bait i'm i'm kind of happy that they, they did because that's what one of the things i hear about interstellar i'm not going to get into that but i didn't really like interstellar <laughs> what yeah i didn't i think that was great that, that scene no that again, scene at the end it. with the bookshelf i thought to myself really oh come on that is pathetic oh if it's about that scene all right could we, we like then, then yeah fair enough but how they put everything together about jumping through time and that connection between a father and a daughter. That was beautiful. It, did, that, it didn't that, bang that, for that me. That bookshelf? It didn't bang Maybe the bookshelf thing threw it off for you. I don't know. I, but, it's mostly like, because I just didn't buy Jessica Chastain's performance of a bouncing off of uh, Matthew McConaughey's love. It just, I just didn't buy it. But we're not talking about Interstellar. We're talking about uh, this movie, right? Um, let me get into my bag about this film. You seem a lot more positive right. about this film than I do. Bear in mind, I don't hate this film. I think this is a good film. It's a fad, but it's a, it's a, it's it's fine. It's more than fine. fine. I say it's more than fine. I think I get, people should watch this. Sit down at home enjoy, uh, and enjoy this film because I think anybody can get entertainment because I think it's a pretty semi decent um, action film, right? Um, let me talk about this film in a point of view that I need to preface that I enjoy this film, but the problems I have with it is that this film wasn't willing to commit with anything that it was doing. It comes up with the concept of time travel and sets up some rules about time travel. Very loose rules. It doesn't get into the nitty gritty. Abandons all of them. Now, if you're a person that's a fan of any time travel film in the past, be it Terminator, be it Back to the Future, we all know that there's certain rules about time travel, about affecting timelines, affecting reality. And we know we've kind of been ruined by films, really good sci-fi films uh, dealing with time travel when they you know they focus on it for example avengers endgame they establish a basic idea of like you can't really mess with time with time travel right they establish that going back in time we're not changing anything we can't change what's happened right we're trying to fix something we can't change the fact that everybody's been snapped we're just trying to get the tools to unsnap people right and they kind of establish it in this film that the war has happened. The war has happened in the future. What we're trying to do is figure out how to win the war in the, uh, in, in the future. So we can't change the past because it's going to get to this point anyway. What we're trying to do is recruit you from the past, bring you over to fight that war in, our fu- in your future, but our present. Because what's happened has happened, will always happen. That's what we've been led to believe with most time travel shows. And even with this film that's the whole point of it because otherwise wouldn't it make more sense and the reason why i mentioned this point but wouldn't it make more sense to actually send their soldiers which they did to the past to try and figure out where the landing site is which they don't they don't do that they send them to the past to recruit people which is fair enough i think it was like, okay this makes sense because they realize time always moves forwards it's a constant stream you can't necessarily change things you can only change what's happening in the present and that's why they've done that recruitment right but the literal end of the movie negates that because what they do is that you discover later that they're trying to find the serum to send back into the past that when the war kicks off, they have a tool. Well, it's like, well, you can't really do that because you're negating everything that happens in your future 
So that means that you never recruit those people in the past to fight your war if they win it earlier, right? Am I wrong, Ken? Nah, makes sense. Yeah. Because so the problem with this film is inherent paradoxes all over the place, and I get it. Sometimes with time travel movies, when you're trying to write the script, you kind of have to sidestep some paradoxes. This whole movie is a series of paradoxes. Because a perfect example is this, right? You remember, uh, you remember the very end um, set piece where they they figure out that like, oh crap, they didn't crash land here. They've always been here, right? And they they right. go to Russia covertly find the ship and they make the decision we have the serum it works we're going to wipe them out now before they even come to the future well problem is now you've created a massive paradox you have a serum that only exists because that future happened if you destroy them before that that future that leads to that war in the in the future collecting the queen experimenting the queen to kill her never takes place am i wrong ken um, it depends on how you define time travel because if it was direct... See, when we get into these discussions about mm-hmm. time travel, mm-hmm. it, it's, it's very easy to um, uh, uh, um, make, make logical conclusions with things that are not logical. Yes. For example, just like say with paradoxes, mm-hmm. a paradox inherently doesn't work, mm-hmm. right? Because it, it, triples, it, tri- it trips over itself. Yes. So the, the only... Because uh, I even did this with Endgame, right? Mm-hmm. Um, the only way that I can be comfortable with it is that they're not actually time traveling. They're actually uh, um, uh, universe hopping. Yes. Uh, uh, sorry, not universe ho- uh, hopping. Uh, dimension hopping. Uh, like para- dimension hopping. A right? possible so timeline. Exactly. So, so they're actually hopping to another dimension mm-hmm. that happens to be a certain amount of time yes. in the past because there's infinite. Because there's the infinite, uh, um, infinite dimension theory, right? Mm-hmm. Infinite universe theory. Yes. So, it makes sense that there would be a universe or a world that is exactly like ours mm-hmm. that, you know, that could be like 10 minutes ahead, yes. 10 minutes behind, yes. whatever, or a million years behind, yes. whatever. So they're actually hopping into another place, affecting that place. So truthfully, his daughter did actually, like the, the, everything that happens mm-hmm. that he experiences before he comes back yes. to uh, the real world yeah. has happened. There's no way they can change that. Yes. Right. They can't go back in, in time mm-hmm. or whatever. So, Everything that they do in that potential future yes. to bring back to the past uh, uh, means mean, means nothing. Yes, because it's not the same. It's not connected anyway, except that it's just it looks the same. But you know, so you know, the, I think you, it's a completely different dimension. Do you know, it's the problem with that, especially the example you use with Endgame. Even within Endgame, they do discuss it, but they establish there is only one timeline. That's even when you're watching Loki now, which they've established. Because remember that scene. Remember that scene well, with the Grandmaster. Where she actually shows that there's only one stream and that if you do something, it creates a branch out of it, which can lead to another dimension. But the whole thing is to preserve that main timeline. That's why they go back. Cap goes back to put everything back in its place because they realize if they want to live in an existence where everything worked out, they need to preserve everything that happened before because it maintains the motivation for for them to go back in the first place. If you eliminate the motivation for them to go back in the first place, that timeline that they're trying to create in the future or bringing everybody back will never, they will never be able to return to it. So it's the same thing with this film. I know I'm getting super technical and it's a silly thing. All I'm saying is there are are people, there are uh, scientists. Yes. That's still debating this thing. Oh no! Well, obviously, like, yeah. And we, and real, we only know what's on on films. True, true. We're not talking about we're not talking about real life. When it comes to real life, obviously there's infinite theories, but it's like when your film creates a rule, right, and you abandon it, 
that's a piss take. Because imagine if Endgame did that of saying there's one timeline and say, oh, that, but forget about that. This is what that movie does. It establishes something because, again, you, like you, what you're saying, in real life, it's a debate. Is it multiverse or is it one timeline? Is it the case that you can never ch- uh, create new parallel timelines? That's something that's debated now. But when I'm watching the film, it could be anything, really. It doesn't even have to be time specific. But if you establish a rule, then just abandon it because it's convenient. It does kind of, it, it pulls me out to the point. It's like, well, nothing really matters then. Well, the question is, who does it pull out? Because it pulls you out. Mm-hmm. It kind of pulls me out, but I don't really care. Yes. I would argue the majority of people that watch this film don't give a shit. That's, you can assume, but I kind of like give benefit to the audience, especially for the audience that's listening to us. I don't. After like people were confused about Tenant. I mean, I mean. <laughs> that's a bad, bad It's a bad example because Tenant confused us. <laughs> that, that, was, that was mad. Yeah, t- Tenant, Tenant confused itself because again, it did break their own rules as well. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. again, they need to do something convenient. Um, but on on a lesser note, is this right? Um, the biggest problem I always have with time travel, especially when it comes to time travel backwards, is the law of conservation of energy. You know the law of conservation of energy, right? Matter, yeah. matter, matter, uh, energy can only be transferred. Uh, matter cannot be created or destroyed. It just changes states from one to another, right? Now the problem that I right. always have with time travel, especially backwards, because I can, I think. In terms of research, I can always believe that we can travel to the future because you're taking matter, i.e. yourself, out of the past and bringing it to the future where it didn't, where it didn't exist. problem with time travel backwards is that, is that, think about it this way, that we always know from the theory that there's finite amount of matter in the universe, right? Again, matter cannot be created or destroyed. What we have in the universe has always been there. It's just that it changes from state to state. Now, the problem with time travel is you're taking something from whatever present that is into the past and effectively bringing more atoms to the past. Technically speaking, that's impossible. Therefore, by doing that, you've created more matter. And every time travel film makes this mistake, especially when they're doing the backwards. There's only been maybe three time travel films that I've watched because they, also, they, deal, they answer that question said, we can't go backwards, we always go forwards because of that rule. And there's only been three yeah. movies that I've seen that have actually addressed that. Um, because it, 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 for the lay person that's watching it, they don't care. But for, for, for us that we are movie heads, we've seen tons of films. A lot of them deal with time travel, timey-wimey stuff. And when you see the same things perpetrated, it can be glaring. For me, it is glaring mostly because that what they've created, especially with that ending, is that nothing really mattered. It really them technically speaking, they never had to go to the future. Those five billion people never had to die. But what happened now is because they do the Deus Ex Machina of actually finding out that where the 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 the, uh, the aliens are, they killed the aliens. But those five people, five billion people, still died. Yeah, good old paradox. Yeah, boy, it, it's a uh, it's a very it's um... messy because the script was messy. Yeah, there's nothing you can do with that mm-hmm. man, like. Like there's no way you can go to the future and then to the or to the past and it make true sense. Mm-hmm. Like we, we, there, there are too many films to count. Like the, the biggest offender, the the biggest offender that completely was like, Do you know what, we don't care anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was uh, the Terminator series. Oh, Terminator <laughs> series only cared for like oh one God. two movies. But the the yeah, Max. The, 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 the dope thing about the Terminator films 
when it came down to it and they did the thing that Endgame did right because remember the writers for Endgame uh, and the thing they cons- they actually consulted um uh James Cameron about this right but do you know the the thing that we forget about Terminator 1 and 2 it establishes f- throughout both of those films you can't stop judgment day the war is coming the terminators are only coming back so the crazy thing is this crazy terminator the machine is trying to go back to to kill john connor before he's uh, born right but everything it does is actually guarantees john connor's uh, john connor's alive because they send back a terminator the uh, the yeah. the uh, the the freedom fighters send back the father of john connor john connor is um is conceived terminator 2 john connor is born they send back a robot to kill John Connor. Uh, what well, the 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 liquid robot? The 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 freedom fighters send back the T one hundred that basically gets him ready to become a soldier in the first place. That helps him free his mum. So everything the machine does just guarantees John Connor's existence, which guarantees the war. And the crazy thing is, they establish yeah. at uh, the, I think it's the beginning of Terminator Two. They win the war. Everything that they do in sending back is just basically to to maintain that eventually they win the war. You can't change the past. Yeah. Like you can add things to the past, which you know, conservation of energy with, with, without with, uh, withstanding, but you can't change um, Judgment that, Day. That that, that does that does uh, bring in an interesting conversation about mm. fate. Yes, which was one of the films. That was the name of one of the films, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and and fate means okay. It, it's it's written in the stars. Yes. It's written in the in the cosmos that you know something will always happen. Yes. And that's what more or less ha- what they were saying mm-hmm. in the Terminator series, yeah. like franchise. Yeah, this will always happen. Yeah. Judgment Day will happen because that's one. Of, it is fate. Well, that's one of the so interesting fight, things about like you know yeah, um, your fight is useless. Yeah, it's, you know you know when it comes down to like theories of time travel and all of that, it's like one of the biggest theories when it comes to like changing the past is that, and this is one that's been hard to argue is that time is actually if you if you think about it, one um, time is actually happening simultaneously. The past, present, and future are all happening simultaneously. Therefore, what's happened has happened, will happen, and will always happen. So the idea of like, you know, going back in time and killing baby Hitler is that if time actually exists in that sense of it, ha- it has happened, it is happening, and will always happen, is that you trying to go back to kill uh, baby Hitler probably in- inadvertently guarantees that Hitler becomes Hitler and World War II always happens. Because you need the motivation of World War II happening to go back to try and kill baby Hitler. If you don't, if you, if you don't have that motivation, you don't go back. If baby Hitler is killed before World War II ever happens, you never, nobody in your future, your future, your present, sorry, will have the motivation to create time travel to kill baby Hitler. It creates that, that thing. And it's like very few things in literature. There's few books that deal with that. There's few movies that deal with that. Very few movies. But well, uh, there's one film that came to mind straight away yeah. as we was talking about it, and that was Looper. Yes. With uh, Bruce Willis, where like you saw the um, uh, the little kid that was meant to be uh, the demon. Well, they 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 touched upon it. Where mm-hmm. it's like, all right, cool. He becomes a horrible and very vicious person. Yes. That has con- uh, telekinesis uh, telekine- uh, power, yes. powers in the future because of the experience that he suffered now. Uh, his mum dying and everything yes. and then that whole loop of alright cool that was meant to happen for that future to happen mm-hmm. and yeah that was that was quite but Looper's difference in the sense that they say like oh we can change everything about the past that's why we do this yeah yeah. so listen like at least they st- this is what always happens with time yeah. travel films but, this is what at least, but at least they stuck to their rule of yeah no we can do whatever we can with, with the past 
They at least stuck with that. It would have been annoying if it's the case that like at the end of it, it's like, oh, we couldn't change anything. So it's like, so why does your organization exist in the first place of sending assassins back? At least they had a rule, even though it doesn't make sense time-wise, but they stuck with it. I think the worst perpetrators, for example, this film, is that you have rules, you set up several rules, and you abandon all of them because you wanted a convenient, we won the war before the war happened ending. Yeah. So, but yeah. I still think that aside, I think, you know, it deserves criticism in a sense. Also, biggest criticism is deserved, Ken, is that if you had to guess off of your top of your head, what was the budget for this film? The budget? Yes. If you had to this guess. This film looked expensive. Them aliens look, do you know what? They, they, they did one scene at the beginning when they first went to the uh, future that I thought, like, all right, cool, maybe this is a cheap film. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the scene was when they were like, all right, cool, don't look away if you really want to see what they do. And then the woman with the binoculars... And then they didn't cut to um, the aliens tearing people apart. We only saw like a little shimmer on the binoculars. Like, oh, are they going to do that thing where you don't really show the monster um, because you're trying to save money on the budget? Mm-hmm. If- and then they lose their absolute CGI minds yes. <laughs> and go absolutely nuts. Um, if you had to guess, this, though, like, give me a number. Give me this, a number. Ooh, this this film? Yeah. This film right yes. here? It, has it is this come out it's not coming out in cinemas is it's it? not coming out in cinema this is all amazon prime i think it might have been at one point and amazon snaps it up but if you had to guess oh, what's the budget and it's not going to cinema ah oh, right i would say because this film looked expensive mm-hmm. and it was long as well and you had jk simmons and chris Pratt. yes 200 200 you guys smack on i don't think this film looks like a 200 uh, 200 million dollar film bear in mind ken the reason why i say this is that Avengers budget was 220 million, right? Uh bear in mind um things like um I think uh Black Panther was 200 million. This movie does not look like those movies. Uh, Yeesh. So I I, what, I I mean the aliens the aliens look good. They though. do look good. They do look good, but they look they look really You've good. seen Love Death and Robots, right? Do they look better than yeah. the ones in Love Death and Robots that that episode where they're in Russia? Does it look better than that? I would argue no. They don't. And I guarantee you, in Russia. you know, the, the episode which, which one? The, where they're fighting those demon monsters uh, from hell. And it was the Russian soldiers. It's the first season of Love, Death and Robots. Demon monsters from hell. Yes. It's these bunches. With the one in the caves. Yes. The caves and all of the Russian soldiers. That there. was an animation. Bro. It was an animation, but it was an animation. That, that wasn't C- it, it was. Yeah, but it was CG. It was CG. It was computer generated. No, no, it it. it no, no, that that was that was more animated than CG, bro. No, look it up. It's CG. Like even the humans were like um, realistically rendered. It wasn't. It wasn't like really? it wasn't cartoony. You're talking about the. You're oh, talking. Man, you're talking about the vampire one. No, I'm talking about where it's the Russian soldiers. They're out in the Russian tundra and they're fighting these uh, these demon monsters. You might you might have forgotten the episode. I think I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about the vampire one. That one was like hand hand drawn. And yeah, this, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, no, there's um, a CG one. So, so where the CG one, where okay, I'm gonna look at it later yes. on. But um, but that that and that, and, and I guarantee you, the whole of Love, Death, and Robots with all of the CG things in it did not cost as much as this film. But the CG in Love, Death, and Robots and some of those ones look better than this. Well, that that's that's a bit unfair. It is. Uh, it uh, is unfair. Uh, it's a smaller mainly because. Mainly because with uh, yeah, it's it's a it's smaller, it's shorter, mm-hmm. so they can focus their money. But also, they're not trying to combine live action with CG as well. And already the whole uh, uh, planning and production yes, of that yes. 
is bloody long yes. and it's huge. So that that would make it more expensive by proxy because there's rotoscoping, there's green screen yes. or blue screen, and then you're making sure that you have the little tennis balls mm. so you know where the aliens are and everything. Yes. And, and everyone's got harnesses, you have to rub out the harnesses. Like, th- th- there's a lot more to it. Speaking of harnesses, um, that's what makes it more. Speaking of harnesses, that scene yeah. where they get like beamed up by the pool, it looked bad because you can see the harness technology. And the reason why I can actually say that and say, oh, you know, oh, you know, every movie has a harness. Superman in his films had harnesses, right? You didn't notice them. This one, you can literally see their waistline raise up as their crutch was yanked up into space. Yeah, the, the, their legs were dangling backwards. Yeah, it's like, they, 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 maybe it's down to the direction and less so to the CG. But I, for me, I think this movie, I struggle to see where the 200 million went. Um, actors, CG. Which, which actors? And, which actors? And, because and, I don't think J.K. And, Simmons is that expensive. I think most of the money is... And, and most of the nah, I think J.K. Simmons costs a bit. I'm not saying he costs the most, but you know, like he costs a bit. Like even looking at it, yeah, Chris Pratt is money. Yes, J.K. Simmons is money. Yes, um, the length of the film is money, and the CG is money. It's not. It's um, not two hundred. Marketing. Million. I don't remember much marketing, so Can- that probably wasn't factored in too much. But those those three things about the actors, the CG, and the length of the film. Yes. Obviously, I don't. But I see what you're yeah. saying because this didn't hit a cinema release. No. Maybe because it got delayed, and so money had to be more money had to be spent. There may have been reshoots. I don't know. But that's the thing. But that's never. I, I see what you with mean. Delays, the amount of money that they spent on this film with delays and was, reshoots that's never added to the actual uh, published. Um, yeah, yeah. Budget. I know, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I see what you're saying because, like, even factoring everything that we've said, mm-hmm. this, this, this isn't, this isn't going to get as much viewership as a, as the Avengers or Black yeah. Panther or anything like that. Well, you're talking about returns. So, I'm talking about strictly budget. This movie did not yeah, look yeah, that yeah. expensive. Tony, 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 Tony. Because budget is, is usually put in place for expected returns, right? No, no, no. No, that's not true at all. That's not true. Oh, so you're saying someone will spend $200 million on a film and not expect that back. Yeah. They're just going to make it some indie thing that they're really not going to advertise. No, but the case is, it's like, that's irrespective. You see what I'm saying though? I, I get what you're saying, but that's irrespective. It's like, whether a movie is 5 million or a, 105 million, every movie wants to make stupid money. It's just that not every movie is guaranteed to make that. With streaming, is a different issue because we will never really know how they believe that, oh, was it worth it or not? All I'm saying- on- I, I would disagree, I'll disagree on that point about like, um, whether it's small or big, people want to make as much money as possible. I, no, th- like studios purposely I, this is your budget because we look to see this type of return if it blows it blows mm-hmm. a bigger than it was expected mm-hmm. for sure yeah. like they, they would never have greenlit a 200 250 million dollar or pounds film yeah. you know without the expectation of it doing numbers mm-hmm. to reclaim some of that money yeah. back but that, that's, that's, also, that's all I'm I, saying I, I get that but I don't always think that they're thinking like because I feel like the way you said it is that their expectation was to justify the budget. No, sometimes it's that they make a, no, they have no. they, they get the they, the budget, they agree on the budget, they they b- 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 agree on the production, then they have expectations. At the end of the day, whether it meets it or not is a, it's that's that's the future's to, <laughs> issue yeah, yeah. to worry about. Expectations versus reality. We've seen it yeah. throughout like cinema yeah. like we've seen it with John Carter Goes to Mars we've seen it with Scott Program. Yeah. we've seen it with so many films where like I right, called cool, Expectation is up here mm-hmm. The Lone Ranger uh, uh, um, Tomorrowland yes like <laughs> a lot of Disney <laughs> a lot of Disney films unfortunately yeah. like where the expectation is is relatively high yeah. and they 
But then reality comes crashing down. Of course. And they just don't make that money back and yeah. then they bust. But another thing that I'm saying is that I think I, I get your point. I think what you're missing from my point is that if I, let me put it this way, right? If I was the financier and I saw that film, I'm looking at Chris Pratt because Chris Pratt was the producer on this, right? And the director. I'm looking at it and saying, dude, where's my money? And it's and yeah. they say like, oh, we put it into the movie. Bullshit, you did. Where's my money? Because I have seen ask ask, I, ask Amazon. I, I've seen <laughs> the Avengers. I have seen X, Y, and Z. That movie cost two hundred and twenty million, and I see every single bit of that on the screen. Where the where the hell is my money, Chris? I swear to God, if that gold grill was from the budget, I am gonna kill you. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, um, that, that's the, that's the where I'm coming from. It's like I don't see it on the screen. Maybe I differ on you. Maybe maybe you do it. I don't necessarily see us i i personally not thinking too much about yeah. it but now that you've mentioned it, it 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 is a bit weird to think that okay but you know i don't know anytime i see high concept mm-hmm. a lot of cgi like you said not a lot of uh big actors and yeah. still big actors uh and the length of the film yeah. i just assume it peaks over a certain amount of million yeah yeah like especially when they're putting that much more and you know we're assuming that you know uh, uh, films are are efficient with their money. Mm-hmm. Like we know, people are not efficient with their money. Yes. Like, if 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 people were proper conservative, they probably would have achieved the same thing for cheaper or more expensive, depending on who's managing the money. And also, there are external factors that you know we can't control. Yes. For example, that's true. Pandemic. Uh, for example, people's uh, uh schedules mm-hmm. for actual filming, uh, unexpected recasting or or changes. You know what I yes. mean? Like where it, it, the money gets bolstered about how much was actually spent yes. overall. But that initial budget that was put in place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it is very interesting. I would love to know, like, yeah, as well, because thinking about it, things don't quite add up. Mm. But, you know, let's not too, talk too much about the industry about it. I, I, I had fun watching yeah. it. Um, it was a, de- I, I, I it was do, a decent like, ride. It was a, it was a lovely mm-hmm. ride, yeah. Uh, Yvonne uh, Stachowski... Um, for people that watch Chuck, she was from Chuck. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's where I first came across her and she popped in with her overbite in different places. Yes. Um, and, and you know, uh, she she's always good in what she does. And for other um, people... To the point where, because I recognised her on Chuck, yeah. I, I could hear her accent yeah. come through. Yes. Uh, but... Uh, so, but yeah, for good. other people though, if, uh, if, you know, maybe you wasn't a fan of Chuck, but you are a fan of a little game called Mass Effect 2, she plays Miranda. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, yep. But yep. let's talk about something else again. Uh, let's, let's cap it off with our thoughts on Rick and Morty. Um, Rick and Morty. Yeah. So man. we can. Tony, we talked about it a little bit last yes. week. Uh, you, you give me a bit of a breakdown about what that happened in the episode. So uh, the last episode was. Uh, oh, I'm actually joining the bank because I actually watched the recent episode this morning. Um, oh, I ain't seen it. But yet. the last episode was dealing with um, Rick. Being the genius that he is, thought to himself, as a contingency plan, I'm going to create duplicates, you know, replicants of us, uh, me and my family, just in case, you know, one of my enemies want to take us out. Problem is, he makes some of them a bit too much like him. So they decide to make replicants of them. And those replicants make replicants of them. And it becomes this all out battle royale of replicants discovering other replicants and try to kill those replicants. And as the, the episode proceeds you see like a diminishing return with the replicants it's like it's funny because you see like um it gets worse and worse as the replicants of the replicants make more replicants they are getting lazy with it like they're straight up like 
bloody wooden Geppetto style replicants. There's like, yep. <laughs> there's like, um, what was what was the other? Repl- there's some replicants that just the uh, one one that skin skinless ones. Those skinless replicants and like there's there's a whole <laughs> community of replicants that found out about other replicants hiding from the hunted replicants. Uh, the episode was absolutely brilliant to the point where it's like, it's it, it harkens back to the whole time t- uh the parallel dimensions aspect of Rick and Morty whereby. We actually don't know if the Rick and Morty that we're watching now are the real Rick and Mortys because through the whole the dimension hopping thing, some of them are straight up died, right? Some of them even died when like, you know, the portals have opened on them. So we don't actually know that the, if from the beginning of the show that we've watched, yeah, with all of the dimension hopping and the replicants that were watching the actual real or are Rick and Morty. And the question is, does well, it matter? No, it doesn't. Uh, they even split it off. They're actually two sets of Rick and Mortys that we've actually followed. Yes. But we didn't even realize the one with um, uh, Mr. Poopy Butthole. Yes. Right? So that's one set of Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. And then we have another set of Rick and Morty. Um, and already that's already been established. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really matter because they are similar in almost every single uh, alternate universe or dimension or whatever. I got a theory, Ken. Um, one of the... I got one theory. Uh, gone. I think... And I could be completely dis- uh, disproved by it, or maybe the writers didn't even write it and they don't really care. But I think the original Rick is dead, but the 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 original Morty is still alive. And do you know who the original Morty is? The one true Morty. Or the evil Morty. Yeah, man. I think the one true Morty is the one true Morty, the one that we started off with in episode one. Dude, there's been so many things. There's been man, so to many the point where I'm 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 just. I'm just, I'm just enjoying the ride. Yeah. That's what I want to I'm do. I'm loving the they, ride. Just give me the wacky adventures. Did you... like, like, they even made it a point where they're like, okay, are we going to touch upon world building and seeing what's really happening in this world? Or are we just going to play wacky episodes where we just do random stuff? Yes. And I'm, I'm so for that. I'd rather they just do more wacky stories and only touch on the um, further, deeper story every now and again, which they've been doing. Yeah. And because I don't want to think about it. I don't want to think about it. I don't want to ever see the conclusion because uh, they're they're booked for what? How many seasons now? I think, like, I think they got. Or how I many think episodes? they got another three seasons that they got commissioned for. I could be wrong about that. Exactly. They they they've got they got plenty of seasons commissioned. Yeah. There. Like they they to the point they have a whole studio dedicated for it. Yeah. Now, like, so I'm 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 I I personally, I'm I just miss me with all that theory talk. Uh-huh. Like I love hearing it, but at the same time, I'm not trying to like, because I I did a lot of that when I was watching Steven Universe. Yes. Steven Universe, it even though they were telegraphing it and they were drip feeding it, I love the storytelling. It's like, all right, cool. We're giving you a bit more lore. It's really a slice of life, random episodes, not really doing anything. And then boom, yes. world building, world building, world building. Here, there, here. Like, what, 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 what do you mean? He did that mm-hmm. and it means this thing. Yes. What? And then like one of the biggest reveals with uh, Garnet uh, uh, threw me off. I, I lost my mind. It, it was great. Um, I don't want that for Rick and Morty. Mm-hmm. Just, just give me dumb sci- sci-fi fun where you can literally squeeze an entire a uh, 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 timey-wimey, speeded, uh, sped-up universe portal yeah. wormhole where generations of a family is coming off the Morty. That was amazing yeah. in episode one. Do you know what? I, in this film, the, yeah. I, I kind of like the theory, theory side of it. The reason why, it's not necessary to get an answer. It's almost like with the theories and following it through, it's like me creating another episode of Rick and Morty in my head between watching the next one yeah because the great thing about rick and morty is that they've kind of established is that 
with this multiverse things, loads of things are happening. Everything is happening. Nothing is happening at, well, at the same time, right? So it's like, if, even if I yeah. come up with a theory that, oh, all this time was actually the one true Morty and this, 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 I'm creating this whole narrative that's like my own personal episode. It's like, it doesn't even have to fit into the narrative. Or maybe it does fit, it's nice but it's all, it's a nice yeah, it's all separate yeah. anyway. So I'm getting this like between episode kind of little juiciness for myself. Then you watch the next episode. If it's if it's if it feeds into your theory or not, it doesn't matter because guess what? A lot of the episodes in Rick and Morty don't feed into each other because they don't have to, right? Did you watch today? Uh, the the episode that dropped recently? No, no, I haven't seen it. Okay, yet. so I'm not going to talk about and it. It's absolutely brilliant, and it's one of those one. It's another kind of, it's it's its own thing. It's kind of its own thing. Well, we, we we've seen a few things online. I don't know if it comes directly from Adult Swim or from fan uh, fans, yeah. but people have made. A, a mini or uh, from Adult Swim from Rick and Morty's team or whatever but mini uh, short stories you see on Instagram as well of like a potential story that you see on Rick and Morty yeah. um, I don't know if it's real or not but you know because it's a multiverse and it's infinite universe yes. it's like it, I guess it could happen yes. so just like when you're saying about the headcanon stuff like it, it's so true mm-hmm. like people make up their own stuff in reality it's, it's so meta yeah. as well because like, oh, the thing that could probably happen in the show, this could technically is canon. Yeah. Anything that anyone comes up with is canon. Yeah. Because it's established itself as a show yeah. that technically anything can happen. Do you know, the interesting um, thing about that is yeah. that, like, to your point, everything can be canon and also nothing can be canon. Because I think the, the show does a great job of, like, doing the same thing. Everything can be canon or nothing can be canon. Because the perfect example is that we, there's literally that episode where we're watching a Rick and Morty. And they're doing their own thing and they die because another Rick throws uh, a bomb into that dimension. So for all, we know, for all we know, that was a Rick and Morty was watching for a whole season. But we don't know because yeah. everything can be canon and nothing could be canon. The whole thing about his, uh, his wife dying, it could be in one canon he actually killed his wife. Or in one canon his wife yeah. just died and it's both relevant and irrelevant at the same time. Yeah. Um, they've said it multiple times throughout this show. Well, I, I remember it and it stuck with me. Literally, they say, don't think about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with the Things cat, with the cat. The episode with the cat. Oh, shit. Don't think yeah. about it. Don't think about it. That was with um, Thingy from First Peter. Yeah. Don't think about yeah. it. Oh, my don't God. It's, it. it's absolutely brilliant. There, there, was, there was one thing, like one thing rang true throughout this uh, episode mm-hmm. too, is that Rick is so careless. He is so, <laughs> He's so careless. Like, to, it's so intelligent. And you, you, don't, you don't invent things because you're careless. No, no, you invent things because you're quite careful, you're quite calculated. Mm-hmm. But then he's going to a weird balance where, all right, cool, I'm a genius, I'm nonchalant about it. How did I not anticipate a clone of my clone of my clone of my right. clone will try and do this and it'll spiral out of way? Right. He kind of doesn't care. It makes me wonder, maybe he has like a kill switch to just destroy all clones yeah. to make them, maybe he does have an alternate, but like, for it to spiral out like that, we've, this is not the first time we've seen mm-hmm. it, it's like, where he just kind of begrudgingly, I guess I have to solve this problem that I created because yeah. I didn't really think things through and then he solves yeah. it because he's bloody Rick. But I, I, I find it so uh, wild that, you know, he's a genius, mm-hmm. but he's so careless with his genius. Yeah. Even when he was going to save Morty when he went to the uh, uh, um, uh, uh, to that uh, pocket universe mm-hmm. where time was sped up. He was kind of like, oh, I guess I have to save this. And then they stripped him of all his uh, biometrics. Yeah. 
and you know that that was more or less done. He was about to die. Yeah. Um, even in the beginning episode of episode one, he was about to die. Yeah. You know when Morty had to save them from and landing in the yeah. sea. So he's such a careless genius. It's beautiful <laughs> because it's like, oh man, you could you could do so much, but it would have been it would be boring. Yeah. If he wasn't careless. Yeah. Because if he was just, uh, uh, he'll just be uh, omnipotent yeah. all the time. Well, it goes back to that. That which is, which is, which is not. What it we goes want. to that famous quote from um, from Steinbeck. Uh, I don't know if you ever watched, uh, ever read uh, of Mice of Men. Yeah. Of so do you know where the name of Mice of Men comes from? Uh, comes from. No. So the 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 name of Mice of Men is from a quote uh, that be, it, it goes. I think along the lines of. Um, the I think it's the plans of mice and men often lead astray, and what that basically means is that you can plan like the best of people could plan things to the nth degree. Guess what? The universe steps in and says, "Screw your plans! I'm gonna go left." And I think yeah. I think Rick yeah. is kind of realized that a long time ago, and he says, "It doesn't matter if I kind of figure out everything and I have the codes for everything and I have the solution for everything. Sometimes life gets in the way and says, yeet, and you just kind of have to go with it. So uh, it was a brilliant episode. Let's cap it off uh, with our feelings on uh, this uh, last week's episode of Loki. I'm going to be very brief with this uh, because to speak about any part of this episode would be spoilerific because a lot happens in it. I'll just say it was far better episode than last, uh, the week before. I thought... Um, Again, I don't think they've written the female Loki very... Sylvie, I don't think they've written her very well. She's actually very boring. Uh, them going back to the TVA and having Owen Wilson and Gugu Buffer raw. Um, I love their relationship together. So it was even more sad when what happens, happens. Uh, I'm not going to say anything more than that. Um, and even what happens to, you know, the hero of our story blew my mind but that after credit scene though with with uh with the thing i'm being so vague and this is terrible but yeah the thing that happened in the thing yeah, with the, the place at the, the time with at that minute with and they, 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 yeah, oh. yeah i i i had to repeat that end scene for for a couple of oh reasons my God. the main reason is like wait wait did i just see what i just yes. saw and i'm not talking about the people that were in front of the yes. camera i'm talking about the thing that was in the background yes. it's like am i seeing what i think yes. i'm seeing and already i'm speculating oh what year is right. this oh i know what year this mm-hmm. is i know what this is symbolizing mm-hmm. we're about to find out what's about to go mm-hmm. down um yeah a lot like i said a lot happened in this episode last episode was uh, a lot slower um but i think they were doing that to try and because uh, 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 all that episode was doing last episode mm-hmm. uh, not the one that we just watched the one previous all that was doing is establishing uh, um the relationship between Loki and Sylvie. Which is super weird. Because before that, it, which is, is messed yes. up, to be honest. Um, because in previous episodes leading up to that, it was like, all right, cool. Who are you? What's going on? But then they had time to spend together to the point where they're like, all right, cool. We can actually form uh, 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 something mm-hmm. here or something is forming here, which led to that nexus point, which was brewing. Um which is which is weird, which must allude to what's going on with this. But I think they the only purpose of the episode was that yeah. to make, uh, have them have that uh, uh, character building moment together, yeah. where they uh, uh, establish themselves as people that they actually care about each yeah. other, and to hint to what uh, to Loki's coming together, what that does in terms of a next yeah. point. And I think that is what we're leading to in the 
uh, last couple of episodes, the penultimate episode. If I uh, on Wednesday. if I had to theorize, if I had to theorize, I think uh oh that this is going to be connected to madness in the multiverse. I think. I mean, it, obviously, I, for yeah. Sure, for sure. I think um, with what's ha- going to happen in this show, and with linking everything that's happened with um, uh, Endgame, I think it's going to basically. What we're going to see is like the sacred timeline is going to splinter and ev- like everything is just going to go nuts. There's going to be popping out alternate realities of all kinds of stuff. And it's going to be, uh, I think maybe, and this is a theory, uh, Doctor Strange is going to discover this. And the whole movie is about him figuring out how to put the pieces back together. Yeah, the, the, the next few, well, almost. So WandaVision, Loki, mm-hmm. uh uh, uh, multiverse of, of madness yes. and Spider-Man yes. they're literally setting up the next phase to let you know and oh it, and Kang is coming up in multiverse of madness yes, yes right? he is these four things these four things are literally setting up to say alright cool we're mm-hmm. doing this so we can bring in the X-Men <laughs> do, you, do you know and what, 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 what I mean by that is because they know that there's no way that they can realistically insert the X-Men naturally into this so like all right cool F yeah it. we're just gonna throw a grenade in this we're gonna blow everything up and create nexus points everywhere yeah. and alternate timelines and one of the timelines we're gonna follow is when we have these things or these things are gonna merge with our thing blah 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 do you blah. know what and and that's what it's gonna be about and i'm, I'm here for it because it's it, it, it's it's not like batman versus superman or or the uh the dce mm-hmm. whereas all right cool we're just gonna throw everything in front of you and not set things yes. up this is a wonderful setup. We know where it's going, Tony. Yeah. We know where it's going. Like, we're just, we're, I, I'm excited about how we're getting there. The journey has been amazing. Mm-hmm. Just the four things or the properties that I mentioned is literally giving us the breadcrumbs, leading us to the future uh, uh, things that we're going to fall in love with, which is Fantastic Four, uh, 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 Doctor Doom's coming yeah. back. You know, uh, uh, what the hell that they're doing with Spider-Man that I'm not trying to look at because it sounds exciting. You know, See, with, with, with X Men coming with Spider Man, I Wolverine eventually coming back with Spider Man, I Deadpool coming into it with Spider Man. I still don't buy that is they're doing the multiverse. I think it's going to be a bait and switch. I still think by the the theory because obviously they're talking about oh this actor from this movie is coming in and this actor so that sounds like so much going on. I don't think it's what we think it is. So many people are thinking with Tobey Maguire being seen on on set and Jamie Foxx saying he's definitely in it and Alpha Molina obviously apparently he's leaked a few things and Kevin Feige's not happy with him. My theory is this right. I think that if they are all in it, I still stick by the guns that they're not actually playing those characters they're playing actors playing those characters i still think this is my theory right with with the whole movie obviously living leading off of the last film where spider-man is on the run i think somebody's created like a biopic the downfall of spider-man and literally alfred molina you know as doc Ock, he's literally playing doc Ock in the biopic within the film that's interesting that 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 was like um that was similar to that one comic in Ultimate Spider Man, yes. uh where they had the Tobey Maguire type Spider Man with the eyes, mm-hmm. and then you had the episode in the uh, Spider Man animated TV show yes. where he was universe hopping or the multiverse hopping, and you saw Peter Parker that plays Peter Parker as Spider Man mm-hmm. who was just an actor, yes. 
and you got and you got to meet Stanley. Yeah, I th- I think um, that's why it is because it just if if I'm wrong and it is like some multiverse thing. One, they 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 need to figure out how to do that organically, and two, that is a lot going on. That's a lot of actors, and if they do the mistake that they've done with two other previous Spider-Man properties, where the third one just had so many characters in it, they can't make that mistake for the third time, Ken. So I'm hoping I mean, it's a bait and switch. It's Hollywood. Yeah. It's Hollywood. And, you know, and it also isn't Marvel. It's Fox. It's, it's, it's Sony. Um, it's well, Sony. It's Sony. T- 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 uh, sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, not Fox. Yeah. Sony. Uh, technically, it's Sony. Yeah. So if it was in the Mar- Marvel hands, they're like, all right, cool. We, 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 we've planned this. From mm-hmm. day. But they must be working with them. Yeah. But regardless, I, I don't want to speculate too yeah. much because I, I, I don't want to accidentally figure yeah. it out. And then not be surprised when I watch it because I genuinely love being yeah. surprised by all of this. I love every single moment of Loki because I'm turning my brain mm-hmm. off. I'm so used to just thinking about everything and being like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, mm, two plus two, four yeah. to the power of ten. Yep, yep. I figured it out, and then it unravels the exact same way that I thought. Yeah. And I'm just like, ah, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm I win the whole. I'm smart. Mm-hmm trophy but then i lose out in the actual because when's the last time you watched the film and you was genuinely blown away like you was a five-year-old watching a disney film or when you was a 12-year-old watching the matrix or something like that you yeah. know what i mean like it, it happens it happens yeah. sometimes but it's like i'm trying when's the last time it happened the last time film? it happened to me was a while ago because granted we haven't had any tentpole movies coming out in cinema to say like oh you know we're gonna go out and watch it but granted i think the last time was actually a smaller film that I watched and it was in uh, Netflix. Um, uh, but actually, even before that, I'll tell you this. There's this movie called, um, and I've recommended it to somebody that I want to get on as a, get, a guest. It's called Predestination. It's a time travel film, mm. but it's, it's actually really interesting. To say anything about it would spoil the film, but it stars Ethan Hawke. Right. Uh, I think at some point in the future, it's, a, it's an older film. Uh, we're going to discuss it, analyze it, and break it down because I think it's, it's, it's really fascinating. Even though it breaks certain rules when it comes to time travel, it does it in a way that's kind of fascinating. Um, yeah. But uh, I, think, I think that's our time for this week, Ken. Uh, I really enjoyed this week. I, believe so. I actually had real fun talking about um, uh, The Tomorrow War. I thought at first, oh, this was going to be a very simple discussion about a simple movie but no it, it delved into something deeper and obviously at the beginning of the episode we we talked about science deep but again people we appreciate you uh with us this week uh things are turning around with the show we're slowly getting our listenership back i i get it you know the world is open so maybe you don't have time to listen to podcasts but for you that are listening we hope that you actually enjoying us uh that you can actually you know you're getting to the end to even hear this message but anyway uh we want you to evangelize us to the people around you our hope is and i've discussed this weekend uh that we one day i guess maybe people don't like listening on on spotify and different apps maybe you just want it on youtube you know and i think a lot of people is going to be easier so we have plans to eventually go on to video uh so you can see our pretty faces so you can identify with us you know see it's like oh he's kind of cute i might just carry on watching this um (laughs) <laughs> so yeah we are in the near future we're going to be working out a, a way to do video we're still trying to decide whether we're going to be doing it remotely or uh together uh make like a makeshift studio but that's in the work so please do what you're doing keep listening to us share us uh whatever platform you're on like subscribe do the damn thing and uh Follow us on social media on deck.podcast on Instagram and Twitter. I am Royal That Majesty and Ken is I am Mr. Ken. And with that, I bid you good evening and peace. Adios, people.